to Daily in the Word. This is Rich Chassie, your host and teacher. I'm glad you're with us today as we will be reading from Genesis chapter 22, which is a passage of scripture that is rich in spiritual truth. This is the portion where Abraham is called to take his son Isaac and sacrifice him at Mount Moriah. This is heart-wrenching. It's hard for us to grasp this. It's hard for us to understand how God could ask such a thing of Abraham, and yet it mirrors so much for us in terms of the relationship between God the Father and God the Son, and it pictures what the Father is asking the Son to do in the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. So with that in mind, let's go ahead and begin reading from our portion today in Genesis chapter 22, beginning in verse 1. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father? Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, The Lord Will Provide. And to this day it is said, On the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you 
and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed, because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants, and they set off together for Beersheba, and Abraham stayed in Beersheba. Sometime later, Abraham was told, Milcah is also a mother. She has borne sons to your brother Nahor. Uz, the firstborn, Buzz, his brother, Kemuel, the father of Aram, Kesed, Hazo, Pildash, Jidlaf, Bethuel. Bethuel became the father of Rebekah. Milcah bore these eight sons to Abraham's brother Nahor. His concubine, whose name was Rumah, also had sons, Teba, Geham, Tehash, Maaka. What God was asking Abraham to do here is unthinkable. I cannot imagine what must have gone through Abraham's heart and mind in these moments and in these days of travel. Here is Abraham in his old age now, and at this point Isaac is a young teenager, and he is commanding Abraham to take his son his only son, whom he loves, to go to the region of Moriah, and this is right near what would become Jerusalem and what would become the Temple Mount, Moriah, to take Isaac and sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on that mountain. Again, cannot imagine having this be thrust upon him in this way. But Abraham displays great faith all throughout this. It's amazing when you consider that he had lied about Sarah, his wife, and disobeyed God in that way, displayed his lack of trust in that way. But now, as he has gotten older, as God has given him this son, his faith has grown by leaps and bounds. So verse 3 says that early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He even got an early start. It's amazing. He takes two servants and Isaac, and they head out for Moriah. It's about a 50-mile trip from where he was at in Beersheba to Mount Moriah, again, right there at Jerusalem. At this point, Jerusalem didn't exist, but That's where Mount Moriah was at, and of course, again, where the future Temple Mount would be. When they get close to the mount where he is to sacrifice his son, he says to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, and then we will come back to you. Again, the display of faith on the part of Abraham to say, We're both going to come back. So Isaac carries the wood, he carries what would start the fire, and then also the knife that would be used in the sacrifice. And Isaac speaks up and says, where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And again, the expression of Abraham's faith comes through. Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And they both continue on. 
when they reached the place that God told him about, Abraham built an altar there, arranged the wood. He bound his son. Now, again, Isaac is a teenager, a young teenager at this point, and Abraham is a frail old man. If Isaac wanted to disobey, he certainly could have. So the faith that Isaac expresses here to allow himself to be bound and placed on the altar, that is remarkable to me as well. When Abraham drew his knife, the angel of the Lord, and again, this is a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus who calls out to Abraham and stops him from slaying the boy. And he says, now that I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son, I'm reminded of John 3.16, God's only begotten son, his one and only son. And the parallels between Abraham and Isaac and God the Father and Jesus are remarkable here. There's a ram in the thicket. He goes over and gets the ram and sacrifices the ram instead of Isaac. Now, what's interesting is that child sacrifice was not something that was new in the land of Canaan, but it was certainly forbidden for God's people. And it's interesting that these pagan worship rituals would involve child sacrifice. Remember that anything that Satan does is a perversion of what God does. And that's true in the idea of child sacrifice. Satan understood that God would send his son as a redeemer to be sacrificed for the sins of the world. And so, of course, in Satan's perverted sense of worship, child sacrifice would be a part of that. Abraham names the place the Lord will provide, or Jehovah Jireh, on this mountain of the Lord, it will be provided, he said. And then the angel of the Lord calls down to Abraham a second time, your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed. The idea that Abraham's descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies that would be fulfilled under Joshua's time later on. Abraham and Isaac return and go back to Beersheba. And we have this one last little note about Nahor's sons. Nahor was Abraham's brother, and Nahor's granddaughter, Rebekah, remember that name, Rebekah, because she will be the future wife of Abraham's son, Isaac. And so we have that little bit of genealogy there to tie that story in with the story of Isaac getting married to Nahor's granddaughter, Rebekah. Now, before we close in prayer, let me recall a couple of passages from the New Testament that speak to Abraham offering Isaac as a sacrifice. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 17, the writer of Hebrews talks about this moment. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. 
even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned, will be accounted. Abraham reasoned, and this is interesting, Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead, and so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. This was Abraham's faith, as expressed in what is known as the Hall of Faith, Hebrews chapter 11. And the writer of Hebrews rightly understood that Abraham's faith was such that even if God allowed him to go through with the sacrifice of Isaac, that God would raise Isaac from the dead because God had promised that through Abraham's seed, through Abraham's own child, his promise would be fulfilled. Abraham's faith was expressed in that moment and in that way. And then in Romans chapter 8 and verse 32, Speaking of Jesus, he who did not spare his own son, Abraham offered up his son in the same way that God offered up his son, gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? God will provide Jehovah Jireh. What a wonderful picture that we have. What a wonderful expression of worship that we have. It teaches us that our faith needs to always obey completely the word of God, and that true faith surrenders the best to God, that we need to hold nothing back, and that faith understands that God will provide, but he provides when we take that step of faith and personally sacrifice to him. True worship is costly. Abraham, through Isaac, teaches us that. Lord, help us to have the kind of faith that Abraham demonstrated here, that we would trust you all the more, that our faith in you would be more complete, and that the maturity in us to obey you because we believe you, because we put our trust in you, Every act of our own disobedience displays a lack of trust. Lord, the more we will trust you, the more our obedience will be a natural result of that. Lord, thank you for this picture of the sacrifice of Abraham and Isaac that shows us the picture of your own sacrifice, God the Father sacrificing his son, his one and only son so that we could be saved. Lord, what an expression of faith, what an expression of true worship, and may we be that kind of worshiper ourselves. Lord, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you again for listening today on Daily in the Word. I pray that you would have a better understanding of what happened here between Abraham and Isaac and how it is a picture of God the Father and God the Son, that our Heavenly Father was willing to send his only begotten Son, his one and only Son, whom he loved, to pay the penalty for our sin on the cross. What a blessing. Well, we look forward to seeing you again next time here on Daily in the Word. 
And until then, I pray that you have a great day. Take care.